0: W-M-N-F Tampa.
1: The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hello and
2: howdy-doody to you, my steadfast friend out there in the boundless universe that is radio. And welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa. The best darn station anywhere between 88 and 108 megahertz. And the only radio station that Isadora, Zelda, White, Stallerman, Wing streams. And you can stream us and the Healthy Steps Radio Show as well at WMNF.org. Today is Ask Me Anything Monday, and that is a deep well of possibilities. The whole kit and caboodle depends on your questions, comments, and concerns. So let's keep Irene, the regnant soul of the control room, busy this morning. Just give us a call at 813-239-9663, or you can send an email to dj at org. You can also text us at 813 813- four three three zero eight eight five. Good morning to you, doctor Harvey. Of all of the days of the week that end in Y, Ask Me Anything Monday is certainly my favorite. So let me tarry no more and let's get down to what is really real. You, our listeners and their AMA Monday concerns. What have you got to get us started today,
1: doctor Fred? Well I've got a Beautiful, cool morning here in Florida. How about you, Bill?
2: And likewise, I love this little nip in the air and the sunshine coming on through as well.
1: Beautiful. Absolutely. Totally beautiful. And another day in paradise, as many would say. So, um, well, have you ever been fobbed, Bill? I can't say I have. <laughs> I bet you have, but didn't realize it. It's a new word that um, I just discovered, actually. Sure. And uh, apparently this word's been around for maybe 10 years, um, but uh, fubbing is phone snubbing or ignoring someone you're with in favor of your smartphone. Oh, people do that without even having a phone in their hand when they're around me. But when you add when you add the phone, you can call it fubbing. Otherwise, it's just snubbing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so apparently, this is a uh, studied phenomenon. Um, uh, it showed up uh, uh, somewhere in one of my feeds. So I tracked it down and found there's actually a lot of information about this fubbing issue. But the recent one uh, published 12 October 2023 in BMC Psychology is titled put your phone down perceived fubbing life satisfaction and psychological distress the mediating role of loneliness well loneliness is an issue that is striking uh to m- many many of us these days um loneliness is happening because we get isolated in these silos of of phone life this unreal uh, a world that that is filled with a lot of um, fecal material, <laughs> and um, fubbing is actually highlighted in, in in psychological distress and life satisfaction issues. Um, in in many areas, the misuse of digital devices um, within interpersonal relationships is creating all kinds of trouble, and the um there was an article actually uh i must have missed this one let's see this is from july of this year um in the new york times titled the insidious habit that can hurt your relationship um talks about numerous studies having been done um Published, uh, uh, let's see, as far back, let's see, is this one? Uh, yeah, there's actually more recent ones too. The mediator role of effective communication skills on the relationship between fubbing tendencies and marriage satisfaction. So, you know, sitting around with your with your phone rather than your partner ends up in marriage dissatisfaction. Well, who'd have guessed? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> ignoring your spouse to uh, look at... Uh, porn or politics on on the web is really not very constructive to a valid relationship, nor does it actually help to help your personality grow. Um, It doesn't enable better communication skills. It doesn't develop effective listening. It doesn't help you with self-revelation. It doesn't help you with empathy. Basically, what it does is disrupt all of those things and uh, it, it really turns a person inwards in a way that doesn't actually work on the insides and you know it's really um, it's it's a, a a sobering issue to think that um, this is so prevalent and yet it's also um, a a very uh, uh Addictive issue um, is you know it started years ago with internet addiction um, and fear of missing out and um, difficulties with self-control. you can get trouble into smartphone addiction through these things. but smartphone you know apps are designed <clears throat> to stroke uh, your dopamine and the dopamine can help you to actually then want more of the same thing. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the previous smartphone addiction will predict fubbing behaviors and, um, fubbing experiences predict the perceived normativity of fubbing. I mean, the more people do it, the more it happens. And actually, um, it's even been noted in one study that, uh, when you, uh, actually are a fubber, <laughs> when you fub people, you actually it results in you being fubbed more often. It's addictive and it's contagious. And it's really a very interesting thing that we can be, um, you know, it's it's like a virus, you know, going viral in a sense does uh, psychologically, emotionally, uh, spiritually take us down a pathway that is the wrong direction and and, and cuts us off from the greater reality. And I just want to remind people that there is a greater reality here that we're all involved in, and that's the Healthy Steps Show. And we are on WMNF 88.5.
2: Absolutely. And we've got a caller that I'm going to thank for their patience for a few seconds here while I remind them that this is Dr. Harvey on WMNF Tampa, the Healthy Steps Radio Show. And you are encouraged to give us a call at 813-239-9663. Irene's waiting to take your call. You can also send an email to dj at org or text us at 813-433-0885. Let's go on over and answer this call. Good morning to you. How are you today?
3: I'm good. I'm good. I'm calling because I just turned 50 about... Uh, Three weeks ago, and I know the medical community recommends that people who are 50 get the shingles vaccine. And um, I've never had chicken pox in my life. So I'm wondering, um, Dr. Harvey, if I should go ahead and get the shingles vaccine, even though I've never had chicken pox.
1: Uh, that's an a interesting question. And um, it really is appropriate, especially um, this time of year, because we see many more viruses. And shingles can actually come about when you get challenged by another infection. So if you had a cold or the flu, you might actually get an episode of shingles. It also happens when we get stressed by having um, lower light, like in the winter. Um, but uh, it is a good question to ask should you get the shingles vaccine if you've never had chickenpox? Um, <clears throat> so the um, it's highly likely you had chickenpox, even if you don't remember it, even if you didn't get lesions. But many, you know some people didn't. But um, people, uh, according to the Centers for Disease Control, they would suggest that if you're over sixty, you get the Zostavax. Um, or Shingrix, uh, which is the other brand name for the more recent version of the shingles vaccine, uh, they're suggesting that you should get it, whether or not you recall having had chickenpox, because it's the same virus, and you'll end up getting um, uh, potentially some immune um, neutralizing antibodies against the um, herpes zoster or the varicella zoster virus. Mm.
3: So, um, what you're saying is, even though I, I don't ever recall having chicken pots, it's still recommended to get the shingles vaccine. The, 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 the actual virus is in the vaccine, right?
1: In the um, shingrix vaccine, <clears throat> yes, there's uh, um, actually in the Zostavax, there's live attenuated virus. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in the um, shingrix, um, it is not a live virus.
3: So the Shendrix vaccine is perhaps more safer since it is not an actual live virus.
1: Um, So the uh, the original vaccine, Zostavax, was uh, uh, it was recommended that it be avoided in people that have immune. Issues, people that have um, you know, immunosuppression from cancer or other other uh, agents that they take um, you know to suppress autoimmune diseases, and people with HIV, um, it's suggested that they don't get Zostavax. Shingrix is the uh, zoster vaccine recombinant, so it's actually made by um, Genetic uh, manipulation in a laboratory, where they actually create the protein that will cause the immune reaction outside your body. So you know it's not like the uh, mRNA shots, where the the shot uses your body with uh, some external genetics to create proteins in your body. This is actually done in the lab, so you're getting getting injected with a a relatively clean protein. I've not seen anybody that's got the Shingrix who's had an actual adverse consequence. There, there are people out there. It's definitely reported.
3: Yeah, because I, I don't want to put myself in, you know, I'm trying to stay as healthy as possible. And I don't, being that I've never had chickenpox before, I don't want to take a vaccine um, <laughs> with the virus in it and then end up with chickenpox.
1: So, I thoroughly understand that, and um, you, you it's its not likely you would ever get chickenpox from taking a recombinant uh, Shingrix vaccine. Uh, in fact, it's impossible. Um, if you take the um, Zostavax, it's uh, highly unlikely, but it is possible because that's a live attenuated vax- or, uh, virus, and nobody's really using Zostavax anymore that I know of. Okay, so then
3: it's better, it's recommended to... Um, now that I'm 50 to move forward with the, uh, vaccine, the, the vaccine.
1: That is what the CDC recommends.
3: Okay. Well, you've cleared up my, uh, uh reservations. So, um, thank you. Well,
1: remember that there are, time. um, um, things out there you can treat shingles with, um, the, uh, um, Val acyclovir, acyclovir, famcyclovir, family of antiviral medications is all highly effective. But you got to start within the first 24 hours to get the effect. Uh, adult chickenpox is much more severe than uh, childhood ch- uh, chickenpox. Um, and so, yeah, there are reasons to do it. Um, and uh, I, I can understand why you'd want to ask questions about it because of so much information and misinformation about vaccines these days.
3: Yes, yes. And I again, I want to keep myself healthy, and, and I know that uh, vaccines have been proven to be very effective in preventing disease. So, I um, I I'm glad that you clarified that the Shindrix, which is what they're using now, is not a live virus. So, um,
1: correct. It's it's a unru- safer vaccine than the original. Yeah
3: that I would get chicken pox as a result of, of uh, getting the vaccine. So I, Yes,
1: I just refuse the just refuse Zostavax if they offer it. Then you can't get chicken pox from the shot. How do you spell
3: Zostavax? Za- za- z- z-
1: well, I'd say just accept the only one that's spelled S-H-I-N-G-R-I-X. If you're going to get the vaccine, that's the only one to let in your body these days. Okay.
3: I just got to uh, clarify that it's Cendrix before <laughs> they yes. uh, give me the vaccine.
1: That's okay, the way I'm I've done it in the past. Ask, ask the administrating practitioner, is this specifically this brand? Um, when I got a flu shot a couple of years ago, I actually asked for the specific brand that I wanted um, it's difficult sometimes because um, certain pharmacies only stock certain brands and um, certain varieties. So you might have to ask around, but I think everyone carries Shingrix. Yeah, call ahead. It's the best way. And you can make appointments, from what I understand, at the bigger pharmacy chains online and choose your vaccine.
3: Okay, I like the idea of that.
1: Okay, thank, thank you so
3: much. I appreciate Um and you answering my question,
1: and I love you're your so chat. very welcome. I'm glad you do. Thank you.
3: All right. Take care.
1: Have a great day. You too, and have a great holiday. And uh, throw a little Christmas tip in the chip jar for WMNF if you would.
2: And a late happy birthday to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Gary's been waiting patiently. Good morning to you, Gary. What have you got for us today?
0: Well, hello, guys. Good morning. I want to say, at the beginning of your talk, you talked about the addiction of cell phones. Yes. When, when my mom came to visit me, we were playing cards. And when I was dealing, she was on her phone looking at all the different uh, videos. You know what? What an addiction. Think about the teachers and all the students uh, and... What, what does, like you said, what addiction does to is
1: in our life? How can we put a stop to this? Um, well, we put a stop to it by taking the first step ourselves. Um, when we are personally cognizant of our behavior and have actual thoughtful behavior and respect the people around us, we tend to end up with more respect. If we respect ourselves by putting down the cell phone, Um, rather than picking it up all the time. If we respect ourselves by picking up a book and not turning on the television, if we respect ourselves by turning on some um, uh, music that we choose rather than allowing piped tunes from a paid-for advertising channel on one of the local uh, controlled broadcast uh, channels, we can actually get a broader understanding of our reality. And so, um, it starts with us. We have to take our first healthy steps. We need to put the phone down. We need to stop doing that around other people, and then, hopefully it will be viral
0: <laughs> think about think about what this is doing to our society. You
1: know, yes, it's killing
0: issues. it issues yes, you know, Think about psychological issues and addiction. um this is something that has to happen when I leave my apartment. And I forget my phone. Guess what? If someone wants to leave me a message, I'll get it later. i read that phone in my pocket. As soon as you get up in the morning, people have that attached to their hips. Something has to be changed. And especially young teenagers.
1: Okay, thank yes. you, Doc. So welcome, Gary. Have a nice holiday. Okay.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you, Gary. And as the doc said, happy holidays to you. Let's go to Jeff in Bradenton. Good morning, Jeff.
4: Hi, guys. Thanks for Hello. taking my call. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the future, and and in so far as uh, uh, gene editing, and I've, I've heard a little bit about it, and I I don't know if it's a option for me, but I was predispositioned with uh, heart disease. Um, I'm the oldest male in the family now, and both my grandfather and my own father have died from heart disease. And now uh, for the last three years, I've I've had to undergo an arthroscopic procedure to, uh, to clear out my coronary arteries. And, uh, it seems like I'm on a, uh, a death march myself now. And I wondered if there might be a gene editing, uh, option for me to, uh, to, to take, uh, control of my problem.
1: You know, a lot of people are thinking that way because there's been a lot of hype in the media about what gene therapy can and, and may do, um, one question. Have they put you on the injectable cholesterol medications yet, like Repatha?
4: Um, good question. It so happens my cardiologist has applied for that, uh, but my insurance company ha- has, has not approved it yet.
1: Okay. So um, what that tells me is that you have a bad cholesterol problem that's not been addressed by the usual therapies of statins and other medications, Correct
4: that's that's a great assumption and you're 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 right on i okay so I've how about en- enacted right for 20 years and now taken statins for 10 years and it, it's just not doing
1: it so um your diet um has been very strict over the past couple of years
4: 20 years i've i've tried to beat it with uh eating uh, a Mediterranean diet and, uh, you know, doing all the right things with exercise, etc.
1: Yes, yeah, some people actually have a familial cholesterol problem and do respond to a drug like Repatha, which works on that really high, unresponsive cholesterol. Um, a, a Another possibility is that you haven't hit the right diet for you. Like it may be that you really need to go completely vegan or vegetarian Uh, dr ornish did prove that certain people respond really well to the vegetarian diet uh, with lower amounts of oils especially eliminating all the seed oils you don't want to be doing safflower sunflower canola soybean or any of these other seed oils you want to stick with natural oils um if you're going to be using them but um yeah i'm
4: doing i'm doing that today uh, and every and every 3 days a week i i'm i'm migrating towards a vegetarian diet now
1: good good so that's that's one possibility um As far as gene editing is concerned, at this point, there are some people that do have a familial gene that would make them to have high cholesterol. I don't know that they've isolated one gene there, so gene editing would be difficult. However, there may be one. Uh, In something like sickle cell anemia, there's one gene that needs to be fixed, and they might be able to tweak something like that, Um, especially because it could be done with stem cells in the bone marrow. Uh, There is a condition, I just read that they actually approved it, I'm not sure which one they approved this for, but there is a gene therapy now uh, available. But for cardiac, um, that is one of the more difficult ones. And I'm going to assume that when you say that they uh, cleaned out your arteries, they put stents in them.
4: That's right. For the last 36 months, uh, I've I've undergone three procedures. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm on the road to a full metal jacket.
1: Yeah. Um, so nothing's cleaned out. It's been pressed into the wall. Yeah, that's right. And so there is something that does help to clean it out. It's called chelation therapy, C-H-E-L-A-T-I-O-N. And chelation is an intravenous therapy that's been proven um, by a cardiologist who wanted to prove that what I do is is quackery. And what he did was get slapped upside the head when he realized, oh my, this stuff actually works. And what he found was that if you get 40 chelation treatments um, in one year, Um, For someone who's had a heart attack, had a stent, um, but does not have diabetes, you get uh, five years out with no further therapy, a 20% reduction in all-cause mortality, a 20% reduction in going to bypass, and a 20% reduction in having another heart attack. For people that have diabetes, you're pushing about 50% for these same figures. So chelation therapy is something you might want to look into.
4: All right. Well, I'll try to avoid the quacks. And I'll look into that therapy.
1: Very good. And Thanks have a, a great time, Christmas guys. and an awesome New Year, Jeff. All right. You, y'all too. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. All righty there. Thank you, Jeff. I've got uh, Ed, Charles, and Patrick on the line. But I'm going to remind folks that you are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. You're encouraged to participate and put Irene to work by calling 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three, or send your emails to dj at WMNF.org. dot org. And just to say thank you, Irene, for all that you do. Back, right, let's go to Ed. Good morning, Ed. How are you today?
5: Good morning. I uh, thank you for call, taking my call. I just want to follow up on the question about the shingles. Um, is, what, are, what are the signs that you may have shingles? I
1: uh, listen to my ass on the radio. Um, so shingles is um, a rash that occurs in a stripe along your side, across your face, um, down your leg, and it follows what's called a dermatome, which is where a nerve innervates the skin because the virus follows the nerve into the skin. <clears throat> when it erupts, it looks like little blisters in a cluster and... The uh, area where the rash occurs gets quite itchy, tingly, and painful and burning sometimes. And early treatment is really important to help prevent what's called a post herpetic neuropathy, which is a very nasty burning sensation that can last for years. So if you see a burning, itchy rash that occurs in a stripe along one of your extremities, across your thorax or on your face, you really might want to get immediately to a doctor and get on some antiviral medication.
2: All right, and you kind of hit on the fact that it's painful. I got it once, and there was no mistaking that I had a a situation. Let's go to Charles. Good morning, Charles.
5: Good morning. Hi. Hey, uh, I've spoken to you before. This is the uh, ongoing saga about uh, getting rid of candida, and I wanted to tell you that I have cut out grains entirely. It's one of the toughest things I've ever tried to do. And, yes. Uh, but I have profited. It's helped my uh, lungs and COPD a little bit. And, uh, but I want to say every time, any time of the day, especially in the morning, if I take a tongue blade and scrape the back of my tongue forward, it's got all of that uh, oh, whitish candida uh, pooled. On the tongue blade and have to shake it off. Do it again. Do it again. And it's hard to get to the bottom of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the question: the question is, uh, how many grams of protein per meal are you uh, looking at when you try to go on this high protein diet? I also started some uh, turkey bacon, and uh, I-, I love the stuff. And I'm I'm hitting probably 24 grams. 24 grams, that's four slices per meal. And I've read that 30 grams of protein, if you're not doing a lot of exercises, times three, right? It's about your limit. But, but you're talking about this high protein, what do you, what's, your, what's your, your grams of protein per meal?
1: Well, you need about 33% of your body weight in protein per day as maintenance. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you need 33 grams. If you weigh 200 pounds, you need 66 grams. This is baseline maintenance. <clears throat> if you want to be uh, stronger and thrive more, you want to increase it to, say, 50%. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you're looking at 50 grams per day. And you divide that between your meals.
5: Okay, so uh, that's, not, that's not much.
1: If no that's the basic gram. minimum though so you know if yeah, you weigh 150 right. pounds you're looking at 75 grams that's 25 grams per th- meal for three meals
5: so i've been i've been shooting in about 30 30 grams max per meal okay
1: and when don't you eliminate out, the carbohydrates but. you may need a bit more protein and fat to cover up those calories so yeah it's not inappropriate to increase it when you go to a more I um i don't uh, think keto i, I
5: think i should shoot more than i don't think i should, should shoot more than than, uh say thirty or even super max thirty five grams per meal, and I don't.
1: Yeah, it gets it. to be a lot.
5: Yeah, and and uh, okay, let's let's just let's, let's let's. go one other thing is is uh, what the heck is somebody going to replace the carb veggies with? In other words, I've been making a lot on sweet potatoes a little bit and butternut squash, and as you know, there's a high carb, but these people on the uh, uh, what, what's that, that keto diet and all that? You know? What mm-hmm. the hell are they eating to to be able to 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 fill out their their meal? And I also went to your Bad. website, which is hard as hell to get to to look at that uh, um, specialized way or something. And and uh, you've got it on Facebook there, and uh, I you he's using super democratic site, but you charging aristocratic uh prices for that stuff i i couldn't afford it if uh, if i got my hands on it the purified way stuff like that
1: so the purified way when it's done well is costly that's the issue protein is one of the most costly things that you can actually ingest so fat is a bit cheaper and most people who are doing a ketogenic diet eat more fat to make up the carbohydrate uh, loss because the fat lasts longer and is highly caloric, <clears throat> but you keep Can mentioning wait, that kind of um, you have about what kind of food is
5: easily available and not too expensive to, to um, kill that uh, for,
1: not nut butters, um, uh, uh, um, avocados, um, cheese. I, well, I
5: thought you said that any cheese would be for 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 Candida.
1: No, I never right. said that.
5: Well, it's fermented. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm trying to stay I, I, away from all You don't now. have to you don't have to avoid yeah. fermented yeah. foods if you have a candida issue.
5: <clears throat> well, yeah, so you hear that post nasal dip it, it's driven me crazy all my life. And and uh, uh and now that stuff's going down in my lungs, you see.
1: And so Yes, yeah, so you may want to with that that that, that white Coat on your tongue. You may want to see a doctor and, and get some antifungal medication to treat the fungus problem you have ongoing.
5: You, you think you think that I, that I could profit from that because I, I think you, last week or so you said a lady, I told you about a lady in a research study, you did, what was it? Fluoro something uh, uh, to stop a long uh, refractory uh, hyponatremia. Uh, and uh, yes. she took some type of uh, antifungal and and it knocked it out, and it, it yes. satisfied, it, it turned around. That's the only option to take take a drug to get rid of that. I'm not going to take any natural stuff to get rid of it, right?
1: Um, so Natural stuff can work too. There are different combinations of herbs that can help. If you haven't done an herbal uh, antifungal remedy, maybe you want to start there. There are lots of those you can find on the Internet and in health food stores. Um, berberine and, and uh, caprylic acid, all kinds of things like that are out there. Um, but I would, since you have this problem ongoing for so long, you might want to get some guidance from seeing a functional medicine doctor.
5: Okay. All right. Well, uh, IFM.org. I better better take take a lot, uh, get some high fat in here as as long as I can take it on my liver, right?
1: (laughs) That's right, Charles. And you have a great holiday, okay?
5: All right. Best
1: wishes in the new year.
5: Uh, Bye-bye.
2: All righty. Since I've got Patrick lonely on the board there, I'm going to remind folks: give us a call, join this show. It's the Ask Me Anything Monday. Get just jingle eight one three two three nine nine six six three, or send your emails to DJ at WMNF Good morning, Patrick. Thanks for your patience. How are you today? I'm uh,
4: glad to do it. Morning, good doctor. Uh, good morning. Well, it's just just to give. Uh, And acknowledge gratitude for the uh, wonderful, thoughtful, caring, and measured advice that you provided. I feel that I have benefited immensely this year, health-wise and uh, uh, physically, mentally, uh, somewhat uh, even spiritually from uh, the great advice and just listening to others. And uh, I just want to express my sincere appreciation and gratitude. I wish you both a uh, happy uh, merry and uh, blessed Christmas, and to let you know what a blessing
5: you been to uh, the radio community. Thank you from uh, from my heart.
1: I really appreciate you, Patrick. Thank you for calling in. Such a lovely message. Well, take care. You too. Bye. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year.
2: Thank you, and back to you there, Patrick. We really appreciate that. All right, we've gone dark here, and I don't like that. I'll let you look over some of your email options while I remind folks that you are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa. Uh, you're encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663 or to continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813 813- 4330885 What have you got there doctor?
1: Um well we have some emails. Um Chris the host of Liberation Radio Station or Liberation Station Radio Show, the liberationshow.com I believe, or liberationstation.com um always has some really good input. He said a very very long email which I do not have time to to read, but he sent some very good information about Zostavax and and Schengrix and potentials for adverse uh, uh, issues and um, questions about the um, adjuvant. Adjuvants are an interesting thing. Adjuvants are things that are added to vaccines to make them work better. And there are adjuvants in the uh, like the 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 coronavirus shots, um, uh, and there are adjuvants in um, the um, uh, basically most most of the shots. They used to put aluminum in. They figured out that aluminum had no adjuvant effect after they used it for about twenty years. Uh, they found out that all it was doing is creating uh, irritation in the arm, but not actually augmenting the immune system's response. But they found this stuff called. Um, uh, let's see ASO1b it contains q s 21 which is actually a saponin a fat like thing that um comes through um um a a, a uh, um a a plant called soap bark tree <clears throat> and it's a toxin obviously and the the soap bark tree um actually um irritates and this one does seem to irritate enough to have a positive effect on the immune response to these shots so that they make more neutralizing antibodies um but again they cause some issues too substantial local toxicity things like that but we expect that because the local reaction is why we get antibodies to these um, shots in the first place and so anyway uh, lots of information there uh, uh, he always has lots of, of really uh, provocative stuff, and yeah, it's, it's probably worth reading. Um, uh, in the meantime, um, I have another one here from Monica, and she says, I got my first kidney stone early in October, and it hasn't passed naturally. It's five millimeters, uh, probably stuck in the ureter, she thinks. Um, she has surgery scheduled for January, and uh, wondered if there are any natural remedies Um, To help the kidney stone um, go away. And honestly, um, none that I've seen actually effective and um, uh, adding lemon juice to tea might be beneficial if you're actually not doing black tea. Because black tea actually has oxalates, and oxalates make more stones. So I would avoid black tea. I would avoid spinach and look at oxalates on your uh, uh, on the internet. Avoid high oxalate foods. Uh, because they all contribute to more stones generally, because a lot of stones are oxalate stones. Um, a 5-millimeter stone is pretty tough to pass, and it may need to have a snare done for it um, under anesthesia. And the anesthesia does help the ureter relax so that the stones can come out. So it's it becomes a bit of an issue there. I think we have somebody on the line.
2: We do indeed. We've got Kirk. Good morning to you, Kirk.
6: Good morning. Uh, first thing I want to say, Dr. Harvey, is thank you so much for everything you do for all of us. I'm a faithful listener, have been. At best thing since sliced bread, my friend.
1: I'm so glad to help.
6: I, I'm calling about my best friend. He's had trouble with one shoulder, then it uh, emanated to the other shoulder. Um, he went in, his doctor gave him a shot of cortisone, which did absolutely nothing. Another doctor suggests it's some curvature or some some osis of the neck that he's having trouble, but he can't lift his shoulder, um, his arm parallel with the ground. And I thought I recalled you talking about a specialist, like a deep tissue massage therapist or something, that might be able to give him some help.
1: Yeah, you know, it sounds like uh, your friend is dealing with similar uh, problems to what I did. Um, uh, kyphosis is what you're talking about. Kyphosis ah. is when the neck goes too far forward. And so it's not in its proper alignment. Yeah, you're, you're, When you're standing up, your, your knees um, should be over your ankles, your hips over your knees, your shoulders over your hips, and your head directly in alignment above that. And so that requires that you have a forward curvature of your lumbar spine, a backward curvature of your thoracic spine, which is kyphosis, the forward curvature. But when your neck goes kyphotic and curves forward, you put uh, pressure on your spine, your spinal nerves, the muscles that hold up your shoulders. And so getting realigned is a great thing. And the, the techniques that I used included chiropractic, a class four hot laser, which helps the tissues um, soften, unwind and be able to be more adjustable and move into better positions. Uh, deep tissue massage reminded me, reminded my muscles that they were allowed to move even when they thought they couldn't. And a technique that's really fascinating called muscle activation technique. Um, That's something you can look up on the internet. You can find a practitioner that does it local to you by going to the muscle activation technique website. And uh, what muscle activation technique does is it looks at all your muscles and finds out which ones aren't working and helps them get activated so that the body comes into alignment, into balance, and all the muscles work better together. After I did all that, it took me a year of ongoing weekly therapy with no surgery and no other medication than supplements using uh, something called Synovix tendon and ligament, which helps to reattach, regrow, reorganize diseased, inflamed tendons and some fish oil and some curcumin, everything got better. But it took a lot of work. And unfortunately, muscle activation technique and deep tissue massage aren't covered by insurance. The chiropractic can be sometimes, but the laser is not covered. Unfortunately, our current illness care system is controlled by specialists that don't do these techniques, so they don't get paid for.
6: Oh, yeah, I understand. It's just a sad state of affairs, I think, this whole medical. Yeah, Yeah, come in.
1: Orthopedists are the highest paid specialists right now that I I have read in medical economics. And so we're going to be doing orthopedic procedures, cutting on people where it's not necessary. I didn't have my two rotator cuffs cut on. I had mine rehabilitated.
6: Well, I broke my back in 2010. And uh, the, thankfully, the neurosurgeon that I saw at the time said that he was not a believer in cutting, not in surgery. So I Good. didn't have anything. I had compression fractures on, on the L one and L two, pretty bad. And I just listened to what he said. I just laid flat for two months and slowly recovered. I'm I'm about ninety nine percent back. So, Excellent. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully your it. friend
1: can get some help there.
6: <laughs> That's what I'm hoping because we play golf every weekend have been able to for a while. Yes. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to you and everybody there at m Keep up the good and work. Thanks.
1: To you. Have a happy new year. <laughs>
2: Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I've got Bob in St. Pete here. Good morning, Bob.
7: Good morning. Hi, um, Doctor. Um, appreciate all that you do for the community. Also, I, um, I've had—I've got a couple orthopedic problems. Um, my left ankle um, has arthritis so bad that I have to walk. I have to wear a brace uh, to be able to walk, and mm-hmm. um, because the, the the ankle shifts when I put weight on it, it shifts. So it. Bone on bone down there. Um, They're telling me that uh, because I have osteoporosis, that um, they can only do a a fusion down there. Um, And I'm talking about Mayo Clinic. Uh, Yes. Going to see them, and I went to see them about it, and he said that they couldn't do a replacement, but they could do you know a fusion. Um, Is there anything else that will dissolve? Well, I guess I don't know. Is there anything else that can help me besides surgery?
1: Well, that's a good question. I don't know really enough about you to tell you, okay. but when you say you have uh, osteoporosis, I think that you need to address uh, uh diet and exercise to help with osteoporosis to make sure your bones and joints are stronger. And that would mean make sure you get enough protein. With right. osteoporosis, you need about three-fourths of a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh um, 100 pounds, you want 75. If you weigh 200 pounds, you want 150 grams of protein a day to really right. support those uh uh, uh joint spaces okay. and your bones all
7: right can it be supplemental type uh, protein sure sure
1: it's going to probably need to be to some extent um eating right. uh three meals and having a protein shake will probably get you there um but mm-hmm. also getting vitamin d and something called uh orthosilicic acid uh branded BioSil or Regenimax, both right. help to grow better bones and yeah. exercise you got to get the exercise in
7: oh yeah that's kind of where I'm lacking because, you know, when you're in a lot of pain, you know, the last thing you want to do is cause more pain. But, um, yes. you know, I'm, I'm close to a Y and I think that, you know, I'm going to start off gently. I have a, you know, I sometimes go at it too hard and then hurt for a few days. and
1: Yeah, just gentle, non-weight um, uh, lifting um, mm-hmm. squats and lunges can start to work on the strength of your legs. Okay. All right. Um,
7: one other thing, you know, I um, I lost um, over 20 pounds. I went from uh, 185, actually, down to 160, between 160 and 165. And I seemed to, like, hurt all over. I, I didn't
1: hurt before. How did you do that?
7: Oh, I just eliminated sugar
1: and wheat. Oh, good idea. Um, well, you might have, losing that weight, might have eliminated some toxins, moved them around the body, and that could have caused you to ache a little bit.
7: Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. All right. I gotcha.
1: So increased antioxidants and, um, uh, continuing to eat your rainbow of eight servings of vegetables and fruits a day. That'll get you there.
7: Okay. All right. Thank you, doctor, for your time. And again, thank you for what you've done all year. You're welcome. Okay.
1: Take care. We're
2: down to a handful of moments. So, um, Maybe we can squeeze one more caller on in, so give us a call at eight one three two three nine nine six six three, 239 9663 or continue to send your emails to dj at org. And speaking of emails, I know you've got several there, Doctor.
1: Let's go Indeed. for them. Yes. Um, So let's see. Here's one from Bob. Is it true that red rice yeast capsules will help to lower cholesterol? Yes, it is. Um, Red rice yeast is actually the original statin. Um, The drug giant Merck Corporation uh, discovered uh, in some yeast in China that there was this interesting property. And um they isolated lovastatin from the mix of the yeast and the rice and found that that was the effective molecule so they didn't even synthesize the first statin they simply grew vats of red rice yeast in uh some big tubs in danville pennsylvania and they purified out that one chemical from the vats of yeast instead of, um, as in uh, the the fermentation in Tennessee where they pull out the bourbon. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, they were pulling out the statin. And um, so, uh, yes, it does uh, have a, a good effect doing that. But remember, you are still taking a statin. And so um, it has the consequences that go with statins. You want to really take a uh, um, a CoQ10 with it if you're going to use it, and you want to really look at your diet first and your exercise so that you can really work on it naturally from within. Terrell asks, um, can you discuss gout, please? Gout is a description from... 200 years ago, of what we now call hyperuricemia and um, uricemic arthritis. So, uric acid is a chemical that's a natural chemical your body produces in the in in terms of uh, uh, normal metabolism, and you can promote more production of uric acid if you eat um, a lot of sugar, especially fructose with your meals. Um, and fructose promotes the production of uric acid. Um, Dr. David Perlmutter uh, wrote a very good book um, with a wry tongue-in-cheek title called Drop Acid. He's a child of the 60s, and he thought it would actually um, amuse most people to read the title and what he's talking about is dropping your uric acid levels a uric acid level for a man should be 5.5 or less for a woman 4.5 or less uric acid when it goes higher than that can damage your blood vessels it's one of the first things that happens on the way to getting cardiac disease it damages your kidneys and it damages your joints uric acid kidney stones can occur but gout is an inflamed joint that happens because of that metabolic um, imbalance that occurs. I've had it once. It's no fun. Try to avoid gout in your future. And so um, uh, the best way to do that is to eat a highly varied plant-based diet. When I say plant-based, I'm talking about the Mediterranean diet because my diet's based in plants and I try to get somewhere between seven and nine servings a day. Uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, and then I branch out from there into meats and dairy and other things. But um, the higher your f- uh, fruits, the higher your uric acid. So you want to limit your fruits to low glycemic fruits, maybe two servings a day, five to seven servings of vegetables along with that. And keep your meats lean because the higher fat in your meat is going to actually also contribute to that problem. I think we have somebody on the line. We do, and this
2: is sort of the lightning round, so I've yes. got Matthew and St. Pete, and give us your questions quickly there, Matthew, and
4: happy Hi, holidays guys. to you. Thanks for taking my uh, call here real quick. I know we're limited on time. I just want to jump into it. Can You You mentioned something a few minutes ago about some adversaries' effects of statin. Can you go into that a little bit more? I was recently uh, put on some statin, and I was wondering if it's something that I want to continue with.
1: Sure. Um, statins actually are uh, highly effective in certain conditions. Uh, the people that I think that need statins are the ones that have had a heart attack recently because taking a statin will actually reduce your risk of a heart attack for the next year. Somebody who's had a stent place should also be on a statin because stents increase your risk of a heart attack for the first year after getting a stent. So get on your statin and stay on your statin during that first year because it will reduce the risk. Adverse consequences um, include um, a disruption in your uh, liver uh, uh, health, and you can have an elevation of liver enzymes. That usually occurs in people that are actually using statins to cover up poor dietary choices. So if you're eating too much uh, wrong foods, processed foods, sugar, simple starches, alcohol, Um, and you want to take statins to cover up your lifestyle, you're going to end up with problems. In fact, it's even been shown that you can end up with diabetes after a couple years of using statins. Um, One way to prevent that is eat the clean lifestyle first, and then add the statin if you still need it. And if you're taking statin, always take coenzyme Q10 with it, because CoQ10 is an antioxidant that lubricates the detox machinery inside your liver, and statins deplete your CoQ10 levels. And so you need to actually replete them. 100 milligrams a day is what I recommend for somebody taking a low-dose statin, Two or 300 milligrams for someone who's taking more. But this is really important to do to protect you from those adverse consequences. Uh, good luck with that. And I think it's time to actually begin to wind down. So thank you for that, Matthew. And um, hopefully you'll have a lovely holiday season. And to all my Friends here at the Healthy Steps Show, thank you for listening. Thank you for contributing to WMNF and keeping this wonderful radio station on the air. Um, Next week, well, actually, this is the last show of the year because next week you're going to be listening to a really cool uh, local production of uh, what It's a Wonderful Life. And the following week will be January 1st. And again, I won't be here. You're going to hear a great recorded show about energy, energy medicine, and um, how to really look at life a little differently. Thank you, Bill, for this great year. Thank you, Irene, for doing the phones. Thank you, all the staff at WMNF. I look forward to another great year with you all.
2: Well, and thank you, doctor. It's always been great on the individual show. And for the year, you've been fantastic. And I appreciate all that you've done for our listeners. And thank you for listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey. Coming on up is NPR News, followed by the Sustainable Living Show, hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday... Thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show. with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. And I won't be here for the next couple of weeks, so I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season. And my New Year hope for you is that the very best of this year is the worst for you in 2024. And thank you, Irene, for all you do for the show. And as always, stay safe, stay thoughtful and know that you are loved.